0: Justin with you on this Wednesday afternoon let's head out to Arizona it's probably a lot warmer out there than it is here Emma Lincoln is covering this road trip Predators beat rider. let's find out if Emma knows what day it is and what city she's in <laughs> well I just told her so I already cheated I already told her what city she's in Emma how long how long does it feel I think we've had this conversation with you before uh, how big was the suitcase? When you're on a road trip this long, do you have to, you know, do laundry? Like, how does that work packing-wise?
1: Well, first off, I got to say, asking me what day of the week it is is the hardest question you could ask me right now. Oh. I truly have no idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, packing packing was tough. I, have, uh, I, I may have more than one bag with me on this trip uh, because... Yes, we could do laundry. We're just never really in one place long enough. Um, And what doesn't help is that, you know, this road trip we're on right now, it's our longest trip of the season, uh, 13 days, six games uh, across all four time zones and just about probably every climate that the Western Hemisphere has to offer. So it was not exactly easy to pack for, uh, but, you know, we're, we're about halfway through now, so we're getting there.
0: Yeah, I learned uh, many, many years ago out in Arizona covering Super Bowls, and it only took me one time. And and even when I – see, I went out there and covered an NCAA Basketball Regional as well. Uh, but it only took once for me to learn because I didn't – the first time I went out there, I didn't understand that concept. I'm like, I'm going to the desert. I'm going to Arizona. I'm back warm. At night, it gets cold. In fact, at night, it gets really cold. People don't realize that. Or at least if you have it. if you've been there, you know, but if you haven't, you don't realize it gets cold at night. Have you experienced that?
1: Yeah, we so we just got to Arizona yesterday afternoon, uh, and it was a little chilly last night. I think, you know, it's just such a bizarre, like weird mix of places we've been. I mean, it's crazy to think we started this trip in South Florida, and then we <laughs> went from there to Chicago and Vancouver. Jeez. Um, I have realized that all that packing I did, I packed like we were going to be in Vancouver for the entire trip. I don't know what I was thinking, um, but it does get chilly here at night, but it's kind of toasty during the day. So may have to go do, uh, do a little shopping so I can be dressed appropriately for the rest of this trip.
0: There you go. So let's start with the game tomorrow night against the Coyotes. You were just there. So, yeah, you can watch it on television um and see you know how the the arena is laid out but obviously this is a different configuration than anywhere else you will find in the league what was that experience like playing in a venue that size or lack of honestly i thought it was
1: pretty cool i mean I, I won't lie to you, did it feel like I was at an NHL game? Not really, um, but it was still a cool experience. I mean, it's a really nice facility. It's a brand-new arena. Um, for me, since I watched the games from the press box, the press box at Mullet Arena is essentially the last row of seats. So, I mean, my vantage, like the vantage point is great, I have a great sight lines, you know, I can actually see what's going on and hear what's going on. Um, especially last time we were here, we had come straight from San Jose, which might be the worst press box in the league when you're up super high and there's like beams blocking your view and everything. So, um, you know, it's great from, from that perspective. Um, I did have to be a little careful, you know, not to opened my laptop too far, so I didn't hit the heads of the people in front of me. But, oh, um, wow. <laughs> okay. it was, it's still pretty cool. You know, you're right there in the middle of everything. So it's its a cool atmosphere. I like it.
0: Mullet Arena, huh? <laughs> yeah. Mullet yes, it's Arena. A Mercy.
1: Very, it's a very interesting setup. Uh, obviously, it's on the campus of Arizona State University. Um, I did recently learn that uh, the Coyotes do not have any weekend home games uh, because the university uses it on the weekends for their hockey team. Uh, so their only home games for the Coyotes are on weeknights. Um, so, like, we were there on Thursday this week. Um, there's not really any Coyotes branding anywhere. It's, like, all ASU Even the the logo at Center Ice is a split logo with ASU and the Coyotes. So it's an interesting setup. We have to walk through the locker room when we get there. Um, You know, all of us do. So always have to send someone out ahead of me to make sure guys aren't changing or anything before I walk through the room. Um, The guys, when they come out to the ice, they actually have to walk across the concourse from the locker room. Um, So it's definitely, it's Hmm. a unique experience. Wow! Um, Hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Luke Evangelista has uh, taken everybody by storm. Um, Pretty cool. It's obviously a kid we knew about. Uh, You know, he was one of those camp stories, but, man, he's getting an opportunity, making the most of it. How cool was his third period, his game in Vancouver, and what's he been like to be around? What is he, 21? He is 21,
1: yes. Um, and you know, it's, it's great. It's always, those kinds of stories are always great. And, you know, especially the other night with getting not one, but his first two NHL goals in the same game, which doing some research, although I guess I already knew it without having to do the research that, uh, only two Preds players in franchise history have ever scored their first two NHL goals in the same game. And they both happened this season, and they both happened in Vancouver, so very bizarre uh Luke did it the other night, and then uh Jordan Gross did it back in uh back in november so wow, um, I don't know what about Vancouver but uh, Jordan it, gross,
0: I didn't even remember that wow, okay,
1: yeah, so it's it's pretty cool, but you know it's always great to see someone's first n h l goal and especially with uh with Luke the other night the second one everyone even in the arena i think initially thought it might have been Tyson Berry yeah. uh who, who scored it but yeah. Luke ended up getting the tip on it so it was i mean it was great you could see how excited the guys were for him um he i talked to him afterwards and you could tell he was he was pretty relieved um he was kind of like yeah finally you know he had, he had been getting what well, and i told him you know Finally, you've only been up for a week, like it's okay. And but you know he had really been getting a lot of a lot of good chances, and and he has been contributing in other ways as well. I mean, his first three games, he threw, he drew three penalties that you know led to power plays, and on a couple occasions led you know the Preds to score on the power play. So he's been very valuable in other ways. Um, but it, these guys, they want to score. They want to score goals, right? So it's you could just see it. Uh, how happy he was and and it has been a great story and he's it's it is funny you mentioned his age you know he's only 21 and he in Vancouver was playing on the top line with Matt Duchesne and it it's so funny to to ask him about what's it like to play with Dutchie and he he just almost looks starstruck you know to be playing with a with an NHL veteran like that but it's like no dude that's you're right up there, like you're you're at that level too. So it's it's cool to see him getting more comfortable and more confident out there.
0: Yeah, it's the reality that he grew up watching him. That's the reality when yeah. you ask that question. <laughs> like, yeah, I was a kid watching him play, and now I'm playing with him. That's that's the part that probably for a lot of the young guys is it's hard for them to comprehend that. Uh, but yeah, he's it's it's been a really cool story. You brought up Tyson Berry. That's been another. Really cool story. Not not you. Not that he's the you know a young lad. He's a, a veteran in the league, but man, his presence has been felt early on too.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's interesting to see. You know, he's more of a an offensive minded defenseman, so he's kind of a lot like Roman Yossi in that regard. And I think you know, obviously with the changes to the to the D uh, after the trade deadline, that meant splitting up yossi and mcdonough who have been playing on that top pair together which you know is hard but it, but it is you know this way the way they're setting it up now you still have barry playing with mcdonough on the second pair so you still have that defensive defenseman paired with an offensive defenseman and you know it's it's obviously been working out really well like you said and and he's just he's a really good guy good energy to have around the room and and he's fitting right in too um so you know he's he's definitely been a good addition
2: Emma so what's it been like as the um change of the guard is taking place over there at 501 Broadway um is it still feel like the same place it did a few weeks ago before the announcement of David Poyle stepping down or is there a new energy there in in the building
1: Well, I don't really know because I haven't been there, but um, (laughs) uh, we've been on the road for so long, but uh, yeah, you know, I think it's, there is a new, a new energy, Um, not that there wasn't energy before, but I mean, you can sense that there is change, but it's a change that people feel positively about. And everyone, you know, it's a kind of a nice continuity. It's change, but it's not something completely new. You know, Barry Trotz has obviously was the first, the longest tenure, winningest coach in Preds history. And now he's back in this management role. So it's like, yes, it's a a new beginning, but at the same time it's, it's going back uh, to something that's familiar. Uh, So I think you know, it's definitely different, but I think because of that continuity, like I said, it's going to be a smooth transition. So it hasn't hasn't felt like a huge shakeup or anything. Is
0: is Barry on the trip?
1: Barry is on the trip. He well, he met us in Chicago. Uh, he didn't come to Florida uh, because that was still trade deadline uh so he was back with david in nashville uh wheeling and dealing up until the trade deadline but he met us in chicago he was with us in vancouver he stayed in vancouver uh to do uh he met our assistant gm jeff kelty uh to do some scouting with him uh some amateur scouting and then he will be meeting us here in arizona i believe he gets here tomorrow and then he'll finish out the trip
2: has the team loosened up you think as a result of the change it's almost like we've been holding our breath emma for something to happen with with the team and now something has happened there's no more questions about what about this and what about that all that's been resolved now so can the focus just strictly be on be on hockey and are we seeing some of that
1: yeah, I think we are, and you know, obviously it's it's a big sigh of relief. Uh, I mean, even for me, I mean, I knew I I wasn't getting traded anywhere at the deadline, but still, you're kind of <laughs> on edge all the time. You don't know, you know, this is your, yeah, they're like your coworkers, but it's like your family. You're with them all the time, and you know, the next day one of them might be gone, and it's you know, it was a lot of turnover really quickly, and everyone was just really kind of on edge for that week leading up to the deadline. And so I think you kind of felt the, the you know, collective exhale after that. Um, but then I think, so there's that part in knowing that the deadline is over. There's the part that, you know, we signed two roster players to one year extensions that, you know, takes some more uncertainty out of it. And then you've got these new guys, these younger guys who are coming up from Milwaukee and they really are playing with a new kind of energy and I think they've really sort of lit a fire under this team because you know they're playing they're hungry they're eager they are playing to earn their keep and they want to prove themselves and prove that they belong in the NHL and I think that's giving a new energy to this team even to you know the veterans the older guys who are definitely seeding off that energy.
2: So what is the biggest thing that you have noticed about Coach Trotz or now GM Trotz um, that you really didn't know before because maybe you weren't up and close and personal with him uh, as, as much as you are going to be now. What is the thing that's jumped out at you uh, in these first few days?
1: Um, I don't know. I just enjoyed actually getting to know him. I mean, even as a hockey fan my whole life, obviously I know who he is. I had never met him before last week. So just kind of getting to know him on that, personal level, um, some, some of us were joking there should be, a you know, maybe a, a drinking game or something whenever we're at these road games and Barry's with us to see how many people come out of the press box and go up to shake Barry's hand and say, oh, well, you just couldn't stay away, could you? And, you know, that's, that's kind of the theme. Um, but he's it, it's funny to kind of get, a, get to know him on a real level. You know, a lot of these, this is my first season – so sometimes when I'm in a new building, I don't know where to go trying to find the press box or, or wherever I'm trying to go. And he's doing the same thing because he's only ever been there as a coach. And he's like, yeah, I've never watched the game from the press box before. I don't know where to go. So um, <laughs> it's, it's very real, you know, to get to know him in that way. And uh, so in a way we're kind of just all finding our way together, but um, it's been, it's been good to have him around and, you know, he's, been taking the time to to meet and talk with everyone, and and he really is definitely taking it seriously, and and wants to be you know part of the team and understand how we work. So it's it's been nice to have him.
2: You have this very cool picture on your Twitter account of uh, of Calfoot and his father, the assistant coach for for the Canucks, um, which which is just. Um, a really awesome moment to have when you're when your father can watch you kind of do your thing, and I know dads have been a big part of the year with the dad's trips and all of that and being able to get out there on on the road here and as we start to wind down with the season uh, what have you what have you noticed what's been the takeaway from from watching that interaction?
1: From Cal and his dad specifically or just in, in general in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been nice. It was nice. Like you said, uh, we had the dad's trip back in Tampa uh, back in December. Um, so even for me getting to meet some of the dads there and, you know, this is sort of a, a bittersweet thing. But for instance, when we traded Tanner Janot a couple weeks ago, um, one of the thoughts I had was, oh, I'm I'm going to obviously I'm going to miss Tanner. I'm going to miss his dad. His dad was great. He came all the time. He came to games and he and I talked a lot at the dad trip, and so it's a very, you know, these guys are very close with their families and, you know, it kind of, it resonates and you can see that in the way that they're very, it's a very tight knit group, a tight knit team. And, you know, I said it before, but we, and we talk about it a lot, that, you know, it really is a family here. We see each other a lot more than we see our own families, uh, especially during the season. So, um, you know, it is, it is cool to see that and to, just to see how much of the, the sacrifice has been made, you know, from fathers and mothers, you know, and siblings and whoever. I mean, we mentioned Luke Evangelista. His parents and his sisters were at his NHL debut uh, in Nashville last week. They came all the way from Toronto on very short notice. And, you know, you see, like, how how important it is to them and how much they've put in, you know, to get their sons to this point. So it's it's always nice to kind of see things come full circle like that.
0: Did you happen to see the Askarov fight in the AHL? Did you see that?
1: I did. I did.
0: What did you think about a goalie fight, huh?
1: I, you know what, with Askarov, nothing surprises me. Oh, so with, okay. When I, when I heard there was a goalie fight, I didn't even know it was a scar of at first, and then when I saw that it was, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that tracks. Because <laughs> um, I, I haven't think,
0: been able to be around him, so why do you say that? You, you have. I haven't been around him yet. So what, why do you say that that doesn't surprise you?
1: Because he definitely, you know, I, in the time that I have spent around him, you can tell just with his personality and his energy he will do whatever he can to get the team fired up
0: hmm, okay. like, whether
1: that's the way that he plays or what he's saying on the bench or you know in this case fighting another goalie like that i could i could see him doing that you know not because he he doesn't when i say it doesn't surprise me i don't mean he strikes me as an angry guy or a hothead really quite the opposite to be honest he's very friendly, very lighthearted, but I think that, you know, he cares a lot about the team and he wants to get the team fired up. So if he can do that in in any way, no matter how unconventional it might be, I think uh he'll he'll always take that opportunity.
0: Well done. Emma, just to let you know if you haven't looked at your schedule, you're heading to Southern California after tomorrow night's game. Just to just to let you know. For the weekend.
1: Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you'll get home. And everybody's like, who are you? Because you've been gone for two weeks.
1: Yeah, I have uh one of my neighbors is watching my dog for me right now.
0: Oh my. She yeah.
1: still, still text me and say, Oh, she misses you and I'm like, Well, that's very nice, but I'm sure she's forgotten about me by now. <laughs> <laughs> we so
0: You guys can reunite very soon. Uh yeah. Emma, thanks for doing this. Uh look. More opportunities for this. This is the, th- you know, it's cool to talk about all these new faces. and everything, But what's getting lost in the shuffle is that this team has got the ability here, as long as they can keep stringing together points and wins and the schedule. And I know the schedule is going to get a little bit beefier. But, I mean, L.A. is going to be tough. But Anaheim is winnable. Arizona is winnable. I mean, there's a lot more points. This can be a very successful road trip by the time you get back home.
1: Could be, yeah. We're we're looking for a you know a six game road point streak. We're four zero and one in yeah. our last five on the road. So definitely, like you said, lots of opportunity here. And and like you said, we have the young guys, but we also have the veterans. It's a really good good group, good combination, and you know everyone's everyone's hungry to to get some more wins out of this trip.
0: All right, we'll have fun the rest of the way, and we'll see you when you get back to to Nashville. Thanks for doing this.
1: All right, thank you.
0: Emma Lincoln uh, covering the team on the longest road trip of the season tomorrow night in Arizona to take on the Coyotes at Mullet Arena.